You're listening to the Set Life Podcast with Reed Petro. The only weekday show dedicated to news, tech, tips, and techniques on all things cinematography. What up, folks? Today we'll talk about ISO and dynamic range and what to do and the misconceptions and all that. Maybe not misconceptions to you if you're smart, but someone like me um, pretty much just found about out about this like within this year. So, you know, who knows? Maybe this will help some people and maybe this will just be a complete waste of their time. I don't know. We'll see. Um, ISO. What is ISO? Well, ISO is the sensitivity of your camera to light. So the more sensitive your sensor is in your camera and the more light it's going to take in, the brighter and the less sensitive, the less light. Um, That's ISO. Um, I mean, usually it ranges from 100 to 64,000 or whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are some cameras that are just stupid and just go up to way too high. Um, ISO. So, you know, I guess excluding those, um, I mean, your typical range is anywhere from 100, 200 to, I'd say, 3,200. Yeah, probably 3,200, I would say. It's kind of the max you'd want to go for any camera. Um, so what, how does that relate to dynamic range, though? Right? You might be asking. Um, I mean, I know, so I learned this from uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, the Wandering DP, also from Red on on their Dynamic Range blog. Essentially, the what they're what they're saying is is that um, on your base ISO, so whatever your camera's kind of base ISO, is the manufacturer saying essentially you've got X amount of dynamic range and at the base ISO, you're going to get kind of like the equilibrium between the highlights and the lows. And so you're going to be able to capture the same-ish um, dynamic range in both the highlights and the lowlights. Uh, and when you're going lower or higher on the ISO scale, it's actually remapping your dynamic range. So it's not just about the sensor getting more sensitive and the sensor getting less sensitive, well, that's also the case. But the other aspect to it is that it actually remaps the dyna- dynamic range so that when your ISO is higher, you're shooting at a higher ISO than, than whatever the base is, that's actually remapping the, the dynamic range into the highlights. So you're getting more dynamic range in the highlights and less dynamic range in the lowlights. Vice versa. If you're shooting lower than the base ISO, then what that's doing is it's remapping to um, to the low end. So you're getting more dynamic range in the lows and less in the high. And this works for, I think, pretty much every digital camera out there. Um, that's you know, Red, Arri, Sony, 
Canon, you know, I think Panasonic, I think it, it does that for all of them. And so what you can do is this, it's almost a counterintuitive approach where if you're shooting outdoors in a bright environment, you're actually shooting at a higher ISO, not because you want it to be, not because it's bright out and I want the image to be brighter, but it's bright out. And so I want my dynamic range to live in the highlights. And again, same thing, it, it's counterintuitive, but shooting an, a night interior where most of your frame is dark, you're shooting at a lower ISO than your base to actually get more dynamic range in the low end. And so you can pull stuff out of the blacks easier. And so this is a very counterintuitive approach to it. And, you know, you have to use your other tools to kind of compensate for that, you know, like, so for instance, if you are outside on a bright day and you're using a higher ISO, then you're going to obviously, you're going to have to um, compensate with ND or with aperture or, you know, any other tools, lighting, um, take light away. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big game changer and it's kind of makes sense too, in a way from even just a grain structure. Cause I was kind of thinking about this too, is that, you know, when you're outside and it's bright out, the higher the ISO goes, the less you're going to notice the grain because it's bright. And as opposed to when you're shooting in dark scenarios, having, trying to have less grain in it. So actually kind of doing the opposite of, again, what you would normally think about like um traditional film essentially and so that's that's pretty much it um that's how i use iso in my projects and um that's kind of something i heard and i thought it was very interesting and, and definitely worth sharing so um yeah anyways if you've got any questions or suggestions um hit me up i should be having the set life at gmail.com email potentially i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna have it set up i'm literally just recording this right now and maybe i'll have that email set up um it'll be something like that anyways hope you enjoyed it hope you learned something chat soon bye thanks for listening have questions email the set life podcast at gmail.com if you enjoyed the show Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get this podcast.